drop it low, girl. Drop it, 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 drop it. Just for balls, bitches, for money, making bitches. All my ladies, throw your hands in the air. I got Patron in my cup, and I don't give a fuck. The baddest bitch in the club, right here. Hey, hey y'all, it's your girl, your favorite author, Ebony Diamonds, coming to you with another episode of Fuck Them Books with Ebony Diamonds. Now, y'all already know, I have some goodies today, and I'm so excited about the interview that I am doing, and actually, I want it to be more of a conversation, so yes, it's more of a, you know, like, I just want to hear, y'all are not going to understand that I have Nika motherfucking Michelle. Nika Michelle, bestselling author Nika Michelle is coming to talk to me today about this industry. She want to talk about some shit and I'm here to listen. I know a lot of y'all is here to listen because y'all know who the fuck she is and I want to know what the hell she got to say. So y'all got to come back after these segments because y'all already know she coming with it. But guess what? Not before we hear what the fuck was Shay Jones. And I'm I, I'm interested in what she going to say about this, you know, situation that she's going to be um replying to. I mean, I personally, y'all going to hear what I got to say <laughs> after she gives the, her response because, like, it's interesting to me especially as a married woman, like I'm interested in a lot of what people have to say about this, but I'm more interested in what Shay got to say because she always come with some good old sensible shit. So yes, I'm ready for her. Y'all better be ready for her too because I want to hear. So I am going to play my song of choice and then we're going to go into what the fuck with Shay Jones and then we're going into the beautiful Miss Nika Michelle. So come on back now, you here. You wanna see me shake it, shake it, shake it Yeah, you like it, like it, like it When I drop it real low oh, Yeah, boy, you like it
everyone and welcome to tonight's segment of what the fuck with Shay Jones. I hope y'all are doing amazing out there. I hope everybody is coming together and doing something that we should have been doing, which is washing your fucking hands and covering your mouth when you cough. But anyway, um, we're doing something different tonight. Um, usually I get anonymous emails that come in from people, but someone wanted me to answer uh, a meme and I guess it's circulating through Facebook and they wanted my opinion. So here we go. A man separated from his wife 10 years ago and started dating a new woman within that first year of separation. During that time, he purchased a home for them, a new truck, upgraded her car and bought her some land so they could build in the future. He died unexpectedly. Should the wife let the other woman keep the cars, house and land or would you take it all would you the wife plan the funeral or allow her to plan it no legal separation papers were ever filed now my first response would be don't let the new bitch have anything that was my first thing but the more that i read it and the more that i reflect on it it's simple he was separated from his wife for 10 years Yes, he should have been got a divorce within that time frame. That would have made more sense um, so that he could just continue to be with whoever he was going to be with, with all the, without all the extra bullshit. But the fact is he was separated and then he started dating a new woman within the first year of separation. So basically he had been with that woman like, what is that, like nine years or something? So they have built all of this within a nine year time span and he dies so my opinion is no the the wife should let the other woman keep the cars if the husband bought the cars for his woman he's been with her for nine years that makes sense to me yes she should be able to keep the house they got that together yes she should be able to keep the land they got it together you know what i mean like why would the wife selfishly take all of that from this woman who has been with this man this the wife wasn't even with him for 10 years or whatever so it's or they hadn't been together in 10 years so if she's feeling like she should hold on to all of that I don't know what the fuck the wife has been doing she should have got a new man she should have got her credit and her house and her cars and all that shit she should already have those things and she should let the woman because regardless of if it's not his wife that's still his woman and i'm sure that he would want her to have those things and if he's smart maybe he put it in his will or something so but then i don't know how it works with wife and you know all the shit that the wife can get i've never been married before but this what i'm saying to me makes perfect sense so um if the wife would like to plan the funeral she can do that you know but all that other stuff no bitch we're gonna fight to the death i should be able to have my shit because this was my man i'm 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 grieving bitch so i should be able to have something you can't just count me out so that is my opinion on the situation um we got to get out of the habit of thinking just because you have a marriage certificate or oh i'm married to this person that i own this person y'all haven't been together in 10 years and he didn't already got so she should be far away her, her emotions should be so detached from him it really don't matter so do the right thing wife do the right thing so <laughs> that is my opinion on that um 
thank y'all for listening to my quick little segment uh i will be answering more questions next week if you would like to send in an anonymous question email me at shayjonesbooks at gmail.com or you can email me at shac.jones20 at gmail.com y'all enjoy y'all evening y'all be blessed and take care Y'all know I'm petty now, okay? <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, when you think of the situation, it's like, damn, that's my shit. But then again, it ain't no art, you know what I mean? Ain't no problem and shit like that, you know. I guess, you know, you can give, you know, the shit that she done built with the nigga or whatever the fucking case is. So, yes, Shay, you are correct. <laughs> but then again, it depends on if I'm from a fucked up situation. <laughs> Be like, uh, this might be a blessing in disguise. In the it's like, no, nah, that's fucked up. But no, nah, dead ass. But uh, yes, now it is time for us to get to Miss Nika Michelle. I've been waiting on this. I know a lot of people been waiting on this. She is, first of all, let me just tell y'all. She is the first lady of LSP. She was the very first fucking author of uh, Leo Sullivan Presents. So, she definitely got a lot to say, and I am here for it. So, without further ado, we are about to talk to Ms. Nika Michelle. Let's get it. Hey, hey now, it's your girl, your favorite author, Ebony Diamonds, coming to you with this segment of Fuck Them Books with Ebony Diamonds. Now, I have author Nika Michelle with 30-plus books under her belt ready to talk to you today about some bullshit, some good shit, and some future shit. So let's see what the fuck she got going on and what she ready to talk about. Nika, you that baby? I'm here, baby. I'm hey. here. Hey, boo. <laughs> you got the blunt ready? Come on, we got to do a, a blunt spark at the same time. This is some old official shit right here. Yes, <laughs> we, about, we about to light it up. Like, it's, it's really about to be lit, because guess what? Hey, you know, some bad just... behind it, because I ain't going to lie. I'm just as excited mm-hmm. as everybody else to hear what she got to say, because baby girl been at this shit for a long time. She was the very mm. first author of Leo Sullivan, so you, oh, she is about to, what I say, popping champagne in this bitch? She about to kill y'all. Mm. Y'all gonna be screaming. I'm gonna be screaming cool. and hiding the motherfucker, both of us. So, <laughs> let's get it popping, man. Let's get it popping. Nika, thank you so much for talking to me today. I was ready for this interview thank for a you. long time. Man, I appreciate you coming on, you know, to fuck them books, you know, to talk to me about some old bullshit. And like I said, some good shit. I want to hear the good shit first. Though. Yeah. Because so. it's some good shit. It ain't all bad. It ain't all bad. Let me just put that out exactly. there. It ain't all bad. It's not, not, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. bullshit. So. Right. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> Where are you from? I got my beer. I'm from North Carolina, but I have been in Atlanta for 11 years now. So. Okay. Oh, you from? Oh, so you from North Carolina? I, man, I keep getting North Carolina people, man. I swear to God, mm-hmm. how you leave that gravy? Why did you leave the gravy? 
<laughs> I left because, okay, let me be honest. I'm from a small town in North Carolina. I'm from Enfield, North Carolina. I'm putting Enfield on the map, y'all. Spell E N F I E L D in a damn field. That's where I grew up, in a field. <laughs> so that's why I left. Okay, she said, I'm this, she said, I'm tired of this little city life, man. It's time to get some big shit popping. So that's right. what I'm trying to go to the city. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know what I feel? You, cause, I, mean, I mean, I'm from the city, but I couldn't see mm-hmm. myself moving through the country. You know what I'm saying? Girl, like, because that just yes. didn't work for me. But it's always dope for people to leave the country and see this big city life, you know? And you've been at right. it for mm-hmm. 11 years. Girl, you love it. Yeah, because, you, you know, I always, I always came, you know, like, I'm a small town girl, but I, my father was a traveler. You know, my father has been, my father was in the Coast Guard. He, Coast Guard, he's been in so many places. So growing up, I visited other places. Like, I never was just limited to my small town. Like, I've been to New York and, and Georgia. Okay. I came here every summer. Like, you know, I was exposed to the city early. My dad used to live in Washington, D.C. Yeah, yo, yo. My okay. daddy used to live in, in Chocolate City. So okay, not okay. just not just America either. You know, you gotta get out of the state sometimes. So mm-hmm. my mom my mom was already not a small town mind. You feel me? Like I mm-hmm. never had that small town boxing type of mind. Like you I've been reading since I was so little. Right. My imagination always took me places. So I always knew I ain't scared in this small town. And I've always wanted to write. So the reason I moved here was because I felt like if I moved to the city, I have people I can network with. I can become this big time author filmmaker that I want to be. I've always mm-hmm. wanted that. Um, Terry McMillan, John Singleton, Spike Lee, those were my heroes, my role models. I wanted to be that person who wrote films or, you know, wrote for TV. I've always wanted to do that. So, so, you call, so is that your end game? Like you interested in like... Ready to make you some movies and some TV yes. shows and stuff like that. Yes, that's how that's how me and Leo ended up getting to that point. Like, let's let's start. Let's go ahead and go into it. Let's do it. Let, let me start from the beginning. Like, <laughs> let's start from the beginning. This is. Let, let me first of all. Let me first of all point out a very important fact that people don't know. This is this is the first thing I want to say. I was a best-selling author before I signed with Leo. Let's clear that up. Let's make okay. that clear. I had three bestsellers that was in the top five when I signed with him. The The reason why I signed with him, because I, I self-published in 2009. I put Forbidden Fruit out myself. It didn't do nothing. It didn't do no numbers. So it was this website, website called NewAfrica.com, and you could post your little stories on there. And people right. read them, you know, kind of get you a read. I have readers now who found me on there, who still follow wow. me to this day. So, yeah, that was amazing. It was amazing. Like, it's like erotica stories, you know, different stories. It was different categories. And it was amazing. It was like a good networking thing. And that's how I found my first publisher. He read my book, and he contacted me. And he's like, I want to sign you. His name was Torian Ferguson. He don't even publish no more. He was more of a paperback publisher then. You know, okay. ebooks were new at this point, so nobody really knew about this game. This was new. Like, it wasn't saturated like this. Like, it was different back in the day. Like, it was totally different. So, right. basically, I when, I, when I signed with him, my book, my first book was $5.99. $6 for my first book. That book had a sales rank of 500000 Ebony. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm working. 
I'm working a real, you know, I'm working a job. I'm I'm out here with a college degree doing jobs I don't want to do, bitch. I've been a waitress. I've been an office right. manager at a hair salon, and I used to be an English teacher in North Carolina, so I have a bachelor's degree. Oh, really? But at the end of the day, yes, but I don't have too much pride. You know, I'm a work. I'm a hustle mm-hmm. homie. I'm a work. I'm going to get me some money. I don't okay. care. I don't have that mind frame like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a hustle homie. I ain't got that mind like because I got a college degree. I can't go work at a restaurant or I oh, can't go do no. this. Like I can't you got to get your money. And back then, it was a recession. Mind you, I moved here in 2008. Remember those stimulus checks and stuff? And we had mm-hmm. a recession, and Obama had just became the uh, the president, and all this stuff was going on. And I was like, okay, well, I got to get in what I fit in, kind of how what we're going through now with this COVID-19. You got to just mm-hmm. do what you got to do. So basically, I signed with Torian. Um, he decided after a while he didn't want to publish no more. But at this point, I had already established myself as a best-selling author because – I used to be at my job promoting. Like those those reader groups, they used to work. Those reader groups, I had to convince my first publisher when David Weaver started the ninety nine cent book thing. That became a thing. <laughs> David Weaver started that. And I remember me and David were cool. That's how I know Leo. We're gonna get to the grid of this shit, baby. We about to talk okay, about that. Okay. Hey, I ain't got shit but time. Girl, let's <laughs> get it. Okay, so basically at first David was like, Tell your publisher to make your book 99 cents, even just for a few days, so you can get a readership. He was like, because I was locked up, and I couldn't promote. So he was like, so that's why I made my book 99 cents, because I felt like people see this book 99 cents, they're going to click on it, and they're going to read it. And you know that mm-hmm. formula worked for him. This man used to show, show me screenshots of his checks, like real shit. Like he had a check um, for $15,000, one check. And Ooh. I was like, whoa, I was 99 right. cents? Okay. I'm on it. I was like, so I contacted my um, publisher at the time. And mind you, he's a paperback publisher. He don't understand the dynamic of selling your work for five ninety nine. So he's like, no, hell no, we're not about to do no dollar book. You put all that work into that book. I was like, I don't give a damn how much work I put into this book. Ain't nobody reading at this price. So let's do what we gotta do. And he was like, well, ain't nobody giving away a free Lexus. I said, boo, a book and a Lexus. You can't even compare that. Let's be honest. Can't even compare it. Nah, put, no, no. How you going to compare that? So I'm like, man, just put the book up for 99 cents and let's do this thing. Okay. He put the book up for 99 cents. I go on all these reader groups. Girl, I'm throwing it out there. I'm like, this book is only 99 cents for the weekend. Get it now. You like, <laughs> like I was killing it with the promotion game. Girl, I was like, you got 99 cents. You got change in your couch cushion. This is like, this is, you can pay less for a damn you, I'm giving you this book for what you pay for a snicker bar. Come on, y'all, yeah. let's get it. It's a good book. So at the end of the day, I started seeing those numbers going up. It went from five hundred thousand to twenty thousand in one mm-hmm. day. Then the next day, I'm up at a thousand ranks. I'm like, okay, Thank yeah, you. I get it. Like so, I ended up moving all the way up to number one, just like that. So. When I was with Tori, and he used to call me every day, like, girl, I cannot. We didn't have Kindle Unlimited then. We didn't have that. We didn't have that. We only had, you had to straight buy the book, or the book would be on Amazon Prime. That's what we had oh, then. Like, the book, if the book was on Prime, you could get it free, but we got paid per click. We didn't get paid per um, pages read. So we was making money, money. So Whoa. basically, at this point, He's like, okay, well, boom, um, you're going to write a part two? It was never a plan to write a forbidden fruit, too. But the way that book was moving, he was like, you're my best-selling author. I've never had an author move units like this. 
you killing it, and this is without him promoting me. This is without anybody present. Well, no present on my book. It was just the title in <laughs> my name. It wasn't nobody presenting nothing. I just presented it. So basically, you know, this book This book got over 200 reviews today. They would still be there if this company didn't, went, didn't go down. So at the end of the day, this book was killing it. So he was like, write a part two. And I was like, well, you know what? I've been writing for years, so I already got other stuff. Everybody was like, how can you put book after book after book out? I had books written on notebook paper. I had books. I had years. I've been writing for years. I'm 40 years old. I've been writing since I was six years old. I have plenty of stuff. I used to give, um, I used to write in middle school, high school, and pass the books around like a library. Like people used to check the book out, give me a quarter. Right. Like I've been doing this. I've been doing this, baby. Like I'm true to this. And anybody who knows me can vouch for that. Anybody who I wrote love letters for the boys, for their girlfriends in middle school. I've been the writer. So at the end of the That's day, when, when, yes, girl. So what I got need people to know is when I met Leo, let's get to the Leo situation. I met him through David because David wanted to sign me, but I had a publisher. And you know how that works. I'm in a contract. Right. I can't just sign with you right now. But once my contract is done, and I have, and that's one thing about me, I fulfill my duties. So I'm going to get this contract done. I'm going to sign with you, David. That was the plan. But what ended up happening was I met Leo on three-way one day. I'm at work, and David was like, I want to do this magazine. I want to do a literary magazine, but it's going to be an e-magazine, like it's going to be on Kindle. And he was like, I want me, you, and Leo to do it. And David Weaver said Leo inspired him to write because he read Leo's books while he was in prison. Wow. Okay, boom. Yeah, so when he gets out of prison, he contacts this man. When Leo gets out, to let him know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours. I wouldn't be writing right now if it wasn't for you. Very inspirational. Um, I want to do a book with you. So they ended up, him, Leo, David, and Blake Carrington did a book together called 24 Carrots or something. They did like this. Oh, I remember that. Right, and it did very well. And they kind of put Leo's name in the ebook game because he was a paperback author. So right. he's new to the ebook thing too. He don't know nothing about ebooks. He only know about paperbacks. And you know, of course, he was behind the wall. So you in prison? You ain't out here. You don't know. So you don't know what's going on. So basically, we all on three ways talking about this magazine, but it never came into fruition. It never happened because Amazon said they wasn't gonna do those type of publications right now. You know, with all the like. Um, art, you know, pictures and all that. It was like they just right. don't have a platform for that right now. So that went on the back burner. Now, I ended up never signing with David. We not, this is not about him. I didn't sign with him. I ended up, um, my publisher at the time decided he didn't want to publish no more. He was done with his ebook thing. He wanted to be a chef. You know, he decided he wanted to do something different. No problem. That man took my book down, gave us all our book, our book rights back. Gordon Ferguson, you a stand-up dude. No yeah, shout out, big shout so out, I'm, man. Shout out, Corian. Like, I don't even talk to him no more. Everybody's not shy. <laughs> right. Everybody's mm-hmm. not shy. So then I'm sitting on my book. Mind you, I'm working a regular nine to five. I don't like my boss. This is a whole book. I'm working for, I'm working at a hair salon, girl, as an office manager. I'm running a hair salon in Buckhead. Making decent money, not great money, but it's decent. And then, you know, I had my little second income with the book. You know, I, I edit. I do all of that. So, basically, she, uh, he, she, I used to work for someone who was born man. 
it had a sex change. So it was a woman. Yeah. It had a, it had a vagina. But at the end of the day, me and her, we started bumping heads. So I knew this woman was ready to fire me. So I went to my job to get my last check and to quit. I'm like, bitch, I'm quitting. You got to fire me. I'm going to work for you. I'm going to go these books full time. I'm quitting. So everybody who knows me know I have a lazy eye. My left eye, I have a lazy eye. I was born that way. I had surgery. It was straight. Over the years, that shit going crooked again, but I don't give a fuck. I'm who oh, I am. I don't God. care. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a confident yeah. person. But guess what she Guess what she told me when I quit, though, Ebony? No, she, come on. Don't do this to me. You know I'm high, y'all. What she said? I'm about to make you laugh so hard right now. She said, <laughs> I quit, right? She's like, I knew, I knew you was going to try to quit on me. Guess what? I'm going to mail you your check. I was like, man, do whatever. I'm gone. And I was like, here's your keys. You know, I gave her her keys back. And I was like, and I went in the folder, in the file, and I got my folder with all my personal info. Like, but you ain't about to keep my social security card and all of that. You right. probably in here fraudulent, scamming. Give me my shit. So when I'm on my way out, she gonna stay in front of her clients. That's why you cockeyed. I said, well, hey. you was born. I said, I was born. I said, I was born cockeyed like you was born with a cop, bitch, and wood. You was born with a cop, and I'm cockeyed. And <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm cockeyed, but you was born with a whole damn dick. And so what? I was like, you just mad. I was like, you just mad because I was born with a natural vagina. Cock out or not, I got a real cooch. I was born with it. You had to get yours made. So whatever. whatever. Don't they so take that you there. I swear, sometimes people will take you somewhere you ain't even planning on going. They will take you there. And people think I'm this little meek, quiet person. No, I'm not a social media person. I'm not the type of person who's going to handle this stuff on social media. I'm going to handle it a different way. And I'm not disrespecting or saying nothing wrong with people who do that. Because you sometimes you need to vent, you need to talk about stuff. I get it. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with taking that step, but that's just not me. I'm old school. I'm 40. I'm old. I just got on (laughs) Facebook 10 years ago. I don't care about that. But getting on, (laughs) I'm old. So getting back to him, (laughs) getting back to him. <laughs> so basically, the, 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 this is how I ended up signing with Leo. Um, I I lost my job. I'm unemployed, baby. I gotta do something to make money. I got bills. I got rent. I got office. So I'm basically like, okay, Nico, what am I gonna do to make some money until I find a job? So I was like, okay, let me offer my editing services to all these authors I know. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of authors on my friends list, so. Even though people don't like the inboxing thing, I did the inboxing thing. I was like, hey, you know, introduce myself. Um, if, I know you are an author. If you need an editor, you know, I do provide editing. And, you know, I contacted Leo. Okay, boom. He's like, um, okay, yeah, I do need an editor. Um, I got some books that I want to put out. I'm like, okay, cool. He asked for my phone number. I gave him my number. We started chopping it up. We mm. really had a good relationship. Like, he really seemed humble. People people keep saying stuff like, how could people sign with him when they see his post on Facebook, his grammar, his spelling? Let me point something out. People don't have to have that book smart to be smart. I can't yeah. take away this man's intelligence. I have written books with him. 
this man has challenged me as a writer. He has made me a better writer. He didn't make me a bestseller because I was already a bestseller. So let's, let's clear that up. And it's so mm-hmm. funny. He popped up on my TV screen right now because I have a screensaver on my Kindle Fire app. And I'm not watching it, so you know how it goes idle. A picture just mm-hmm. popped up of me and him in like 2014, August 12, 2014. This man used to be at my house. This is how close me and this man was. People thought we had an intimate relationship. We didn't. We never met in person until probably a year after he signed me. So we never had that boyfriend girlfriend. Now we were right. friends. Can I ask you though, we what were position was he in? Like when you first met him and like all that was he still, he had a he was in a good position like business wise. No, he told me he told me nobody was fine with him, and I told him, well, my publisher just decided to stop publishing, so I'm a free agent. And one thing about Nika is I love the underdog because I've been the underdog. Right. I love it. Nobody would sign with you. Okay, let's let's first of all, like I said, let's make it clear. I don't care about that man's post on Facebook. He had a very good idea. He had a very good idea. He had a very good intention, and I know it. I honestly, in my yeah, heart, feel like Leo had very started. good intention. Yeah, when he started, I think you were humble. You in the position he was in. He just got out of prison. At the time, I didn't know his financial position. I didn't know nothing about that. We never discussed that because that didn't matter to me. I didn't care if he had two pennies to rub together because I didn't have shit. So I'm not going to judge you because you don't have nothing. Like, let's let's work together and build something. Let, let's, that's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. He was like, nobody would mess with me. No, nobody would deal with me. And I felt bad for this dude. I felt like, okay, I've read his book, Life. It was a good book. I don't care mm-hmm. if you can't spell. That's why it's editors out there. It's a lot of authors that can't spell. They have bad grammar. That's life. Everybody is not grammatically smart, but he had a right. business plan, and he and and we talked for hours, and he and he told me his vision, and it was beautiful. Let's go from books to films. Um, it started out calling. Uh, he started out calling it Sullivan Productions LLC, and I was like, no, I don't like that. Uh, I think you should use your name. I think your name carries weight, so use Leo Sullivan Presents. Let's do let's do LSP. So he was like, you know, I really don't know nothing about this ebook thing. You know, I'm really out here just floating. I'm 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 in film school. Um, my old publisher with Triple Crown, Vicky Stringer, she took my right. I can't put my own books out. I put my books out when I got out on ebook. She took them down. The same thing. That sounds familiar. We're gonna get that sounds yeah, we're gonna get familiar right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get oh, to that part. Okay, so basically it's it's a it's a really long story and I'm trying to, you know, make it, you know, not so long. Cause we could be on this we could do this for hours. <laughs> get into the nitty get into the nitty gritty of it. Um, I had three books. I had um Forbidden Fruit One, I had Forbidden Fruit Two, and I had Black Butterfly. And I was working on Black Butterfly One. So mind you, all these books have been in the top five before he touched them. This is invested a thousand dollars as my bonus, and $50 for my cover. So you invested $1,050 in me off top. You got that back in your first check from Amazon, more than once. You, you, this man did not tell me that he was in a homeless shelter at the time. He told what? me he had a condo. He had a condo in Atlanta and um, a condo in Fort Worth where he was at in Tallahassee. He, and then, I, said, I have I had problems with my roommate, and I kept telling him how I need to move out and give me another place. I got to get my money up. He was like, well, I got a condo in Atlanta. Like, you basically telling me I can move into that condo. But in all reality, that condo did not exist. We know oh, that now. Sure. That, he 
he was in a homeless shelter when I signed with him. Now, maybe he had some money left over from something. I don't know how he paid me that $1,000. I never even questioned it. But after he invested that, he put my books out back to back. They all went charted, went to the top. We good over here. So, no, Leo didn't make me no best-selling author. I was already one. I made him a best-selling publisher. So now mm-hmm. it's looking like, oh, damn, Nico got all these books in the top five. He must be an amazing publisher. No, I already had a following. I, I already I brought that to the table. And that's the reason why he needed to sign me because he already had another author on his roster named Rio. And everybody probably familiar with Rio. He had the Cocaine Princess. Yeah. that went straight to number one. He's in prison. Yeah, so he had him. Right, he's very dope. So he had him on the back burner because he felt like I don't want to start with a no, you know, a no name author. I don't want to start with a new author. I want to start with an author who already has established following to to take this off. So he he needed that formula, and he was very smart to think that way. That was very smart. That was genius. Let's be honest. If you want to start a publishing company, you don't start with an unknown. You start with somebody who's going to take your name up there and make people want to sign with you, girl. Once those books went to the top, we did Zero Degrees together. I started that myself. Zero Degrees was already a book I had written, and I asked him to come on it because she's a female assassin. She's a hard chick. And I I was doing more romance and more soft stuff, so he kind of taught me how to get harder with it. Like, he taught me how to go hard. This nigga challenged me. They can they could say what they want about how he write a status. That man can write a book. Let's not forget that. That man is a great storyteller. That, let's not get that lost in there. He took zero to a whole nother level. That book did so well. Like, that book just, oh, my God, it was, like, it was awesome. Like, part one went to number one. Part two was number two. Like, it was killing the chart, and it stayed there for months. It didn't move. They loved Zero Degrees, and it's sad that we never finished that. We we, needed, we had to do one more book. We never finished it, and it's over now because it'll never get finished. And people still ask me about Zero Degrees. They be like, y'all going to finish it? And I'm like, at this point, that's complicated. Because even though I started it myself, he put his pen to it. So I, I have control of that. But right. at the end of the day, what I'm trying to get at is we started out very successfully. And because of that, I got a lot of emails from authors. Um, should I sign with Leo? Yes. Leo always paid me on time. Leo was very supportive. Leo didn't want me to do nothing but write. Edit? No. Anything? No. Promote? No. I got somebody for that. That man was on it, okay? When I say he started out really on it, really there for his office, really in a good mental place, like he was getting his success. Of course, he got out of that homeless shelter. He got a place to live. He got a Mercedes. Right. I mean, let's just be honest. Like, you blew up. And it's like somewhere in there, I don't know what happened. Because to be completely honest with you, and this is something people might not know, and he'll probably be mad at me for bringing this up. I don't care. But Leo had this personal beef with David Weaver. Um, I don't know what they felt out for. From what my understanding, it was about a release date, and David wanted him to catch his date because they had, like, the same release date. Leo was like, no. So they had a little falling out. And I, I kind of figured that he was, like, in a competition with him. I felt that it wasn't a healthy competition. It was, like, an obsession in a way. Like, you obsessed with anything. This is, like, about him wanting to, to sign me. You sign right. me. I'm your first lady. Um, We know who he's with. She was 
rumored. I don't know if that's true. I can't speak on whether that girl was with David Weaver or not. I don't know that for a fact. I don't know. But that's the rumor. That's what I've heard. Yeah, so a lot of rumors you make. Right. Like, so at the end of the day, it's crazy because speaking on, I, I really don't want to talk about Portia. I mean, I don't have no problem with her myself directly. But let's just be honest. I had a relationship with Portia. We were cool. Um, me and my girls, Ebony and Kenny and Kiara, we had this group called Literary Ladies of ATL. We did this contest because we needed another girl to do this reality show. So we did a contest, and I don't know if somebody nominated her or she nominated herself. I don't know if that for a fact. I, I don't know that, but she was chosen. So we used to spend a lot of time together around each other. We did photo shoots together, you know, promotional stuff. She was part of our crew, and I remember right. one time after the photo shoot, we go to this Chinese place to eat after the photo shoot, and we're all talking. And at the time, my girl, Ebony Abbey, who is known as K.S. Oliver as an author, she owns her publisher company, Diamante. Shout out to my girl. Yeah, shout Leo. out to Ebony namesake. Ebony, my boo. <laughs> yes, y'all I got the same name. Y'all, by the way, I'm, I had the pleasure of meeting her in person, and she mm-hmm. is absolutely gorgeous. Her personality, her kids she were beautiful. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, she's cool mm-hmm. as shit, man. Like, dead ass. So y'all go look up Ebony Abbey, man. She dope as fuck. Continue, sis. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> that's, my, that's my sugar booger. That's my chocolate drop. I love her. Yes, I love and she her. got lupus. She's a lupus warrior. That girl ain't even yes, supposed to be man. here. That girl ain't... Yes, I love her. Like, she's such an inspiration. Like, we You're celebrated fired. her life. We celebrate her life every day because she wasn't supposed to be here. So shout out to her. And at the time, she and her husband were separated. They were legally separated. So technically, she wasn't in a relationship with her husband at the time. They had been separated for years. And so I had a book called The New Ski Ain't Free. And I had a contest for a cover model. And this is this is stuff people don't know. Like, that, that contest was rigged. That was rigged, boo, because it wasn't nobody going to win but Ebony. He was in love with her, infatuated with her. Who? Oh, my God. Like, Who? Leo. Oh, shit. Leo, Leo, he he literally rigged this contest and let Ebony win because he liked her. Oh, you know what I'm saying? God. Like, like uh-huh. Ebony won. It didn't matter who really won. Even though my girl beautiful and she should have won the cover, he gave it to her. It was a waste of time getting all those girls to send me pictures. He said, fuck it. Ebony won. He liked her. So technically, and, and and anybody can be mad. He can be mad, but Ebony will co-sign this story. Ebony, no, I have talked to my friend before I talked about this, because I would not have talked about this without her permission. Let's put that out there. I have permission to talk about this. So basically what happened was, they were dating. I don't know the extent of it, because your friends don't tell you everything, but I know what? she was driving his car. Yes, I know she's driving that white Mercedes. I know that she came to my house in it, driving it. So let's just let's just point let's just point this out right here, boo. We all sitting at this table eating Chinese food. Everybody's talking about her date with him. Portia's sitting right there. A few weeks later, guess what? She don't want to be a literary lady at ATL no more. A month after that, guess what? They together. She with Leo. Now. Oh so, hmm. my god. Hmm. And 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 she didn't seem too impressed 
by that man in the beginning. Let's be completely honest. If, if I'm being honest, I'm going to be honest. I don't care at this point. I really don't. Um, this woman said, she was asking about him, how is he as a publisher, yada, yada, yada. Before I even met this woman, she came in my inbox. I got the screenshots to prove it. She came in my inbox and asked me that me and Leo, um, she was like, Nika, before I meet you, I need to let you know the rumblings that's going on. I was like, what's the rumblings? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, well, the word is, um, you know David and Leo had some beef after the AAMBC Awards, and the word is, you reported David Weaver, Paige. <laughs> what? Why would I do that? Like, so you think I got a problem with David? Because Leo got a problem with David. I got no problem with that man. I'm not reporting his page. And as far as I know, Leo didn't report his page. So I told, I let her know, nah, I, girl, I'm busy over here. I ain't got time to worry about that man page or what's going on with him and Leo. I'm a whole grown woman. I don't get involved with it. That's their stuff. Let them handle it. I don't care. So, you know, at, at the time, she was fine with David. So now you with Leo. Okay, fine. To be completely 100% honest with you, my relationship with him changed after that. Not because he was with her. I don't care who you with. Be with who you with. But it just felt like it was a distance there. It felt like we're not friends no more. You know, I can't talk to him for hours now. You know, and I, and right. I don't think it's your relationship. Lord knows I do. I don't care how they got together. They got together, they love each other. That's fine. That's beautiful. But you got to the point where you started making so much more money with these other options that I kind of felt like I was being put on the shelf. Like, I was the elf on the shelf now. You're not my one breadwinner anymore. I don't need you. These other options right. are making me so much money. Whatever. So I told him, okay, you can get money, man. Yeah, so I went and I did my own thing. I started self-publishing. I was doing pretty well, but I feel like at some point I was blackballed by somebody because I can't even get in the top ten no more. Tell me how in the hell all my books made it to the top five. Now don't nobody know who I am. If you go look at my old books, Forbidden Fruit, if you read my acknowledgments, I'm naming a whole lot of people who are authors now. And I, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. If I inspire people to write, shout out to Diamond Johnson. She tell me all the time that I inspire her, me and Wahida Clark. So shout out to Diamond Johnson. I love her. She gives me the accolades. She shares everything I do. Same thing with Casey Mills. It's a lot of his authors I've always been cool with. You know, me personally, he has some in the office. I couldn't keep up with everybody. I want to right. share. We used to have that hashtag, we are family. When we first started out really small, we supported each other. We would change our profile pictures. We would share the link. We were not in competition. When this ebook thing first started, authors did not beef babies. We, me and Fabiola Joseph, to this day, tight as hell. We used to have the same release date. Instead of getting mad, we shared each other. We it together. We, we, they, got, they got 99 for this book, too. It ain't that serious, y'all. Like, why we got a beef? We all of this together. You heard, how the authors, you heard of authors beefing before Kindle, before ebook? Never, you have never. never heard about that. That's some stupid mess. It's ridiculous. And when that mess started, I was like, oh, my God, this industry is changing. And it, I know things evolve, things change. I know people change. But it's just really disheartening to see what's happening now with LSP because I can't speak on royalty. I was never signed with Porsche. I can't speak on that. But I can't speak on the fact that I can't just roll this man's name through the mud like this man was never a good man. This man was a good man. This man fed a lot of people. 
this man really was humble. I think at some point he really meant it when he was talking about God or the blessings or, you right. know, the single women. Let's talk about this. Let's let's talk about this. The single mother. This is this is your number one audience. These are also the people who work for you as because you will be nobody without these authors. Let's clear that up. You'd have been nowhere without these hundreds of people who kill themselves every day to pump out those books. You wouldn't have never yeah. made those millions. So let's humble humble yourself. You came from a home you came from prison, a homeless shelter. God gave you a second chance at life. You don't do this to people. And it's not right. even me personally, because me personally, I'm okay. I don't have no children. I have a cat and a dog in me. I'm all right. But I'm speaking for those women who are not all right, the women who can't pay their bills right now. Um, I'm speaking to say against the people who say um, y'all should have had second incomes. You have to have multiple streams of income. Let's be honest. Most of y'all don't have multiple streams. Most of y'all got a nine to five y'all go to every day. What if you went to the job and the doors were closed and they told you you can't work today and you ain't getting nothing? Be for real. Be 100%. Most of us are living paycheck to paycheck. Most of us are two paychecks from being homeless. So stop playing with us. Don't do that. We put a lot of work into these books. We work all day. It ain't no time for no second stream. With what energy? You yeah, raise the kids, you cooking, you cooking all day. Shit. Uh, girl, they don't know when you sit in front of that book, you kick out a whole book in a month? Who are you sitting mm-hmm. at? It takes years to write a damn book. We are and killing our brains. Yeah, they think this is easy, girl. They think we, we write like we breathe. It don't Let work like know. that, baby. This shit ain't easy. It takes all fucking days. Your ass be hurting. Your back hurting. You getting knots on your neck. Your arms fucked up. Call all kinds of shit. Yeah, Let's be honest. Like, this stuff is not easy. And we we entertaining people. We love what we do. But at the same time, it's still a freaking job. It's still a career. This is a career. Why should I have to have streams of income when I got a career? What you mean? Right. What you so mean? You, never, like, you know what I say about that, though, Nika? You will never mm-hmm. see, let's see, the president of, uh, what's a big company? The fucking president of Walmart or some shit. You, you oh, think Amazon. he got two jobs? No. No. He's the CEO of one job. job. <laughs> no. And speaking of CEOs, what happens when, when what happens when the company falls? Who does it fall on? The CEO, right? Yep. The C- when you fuck up your company, it ain't nobody else but the CEO. This is gonna fall on the CEO. And if Leo as a CEO who I know went through what he went through with Vicky Stringer and I had to talk to this man for hours to talk him down and tell him do what you gotta do, take her to court, get your rights back. And that man did that. He took this woman mm-hmm. to court. He got his rights back. And I was so proud of him. And I was like, good, because nobody should stop you from eating. You did that work. And then fast forward, seven years later, you doing this to your authors? Yeah. This is one thing I can't say this man told me out of his own mouth when this went on with this woman. I would never do that to my authors. If my authors want to go, I'm going to let them go. Mm. Our first contract, Ebony, I wrote the contract out. I wrote that first contract. That first, I have not signed a contract with Leo Sullivan since 2013. He don't own no rights to nothing. He owns nothing that I wrote. And I told Leo myself on the phone, I'm putting my own books out, Leo. Then you throw my Black Butterfly books on the lit app. Why would you do that? Yeah, because technically, the too. yeah, the Black Butterfly books. I just said the other day I was about to put them in a box set. Now they're on the lit app. So at the end of the day, he don't own the rights to nothing. Because if I signed a contract with you seven years ago, that's null and void now. 
You yeah, that's no right to nothing. That's old because his new contract is five years. That's not the contract I signed. The, the contract that y'all signed is not the same contract he had when I signed with him. Point blank period. Yeah. You know what? You Everybody's contract different too because, like, my very first contract don't have no time frame on that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So that's the, one, the one that I had was the one that I had signed was you get your rights back ninety days after you complete your contract. So I oh, got my wow. rights back three months after that first contract. You have no right to sign to um, put up anything right now if I don't give you permission. So I, I'm not mad, but I'm kind of disappointed in him. I'm disappointed mm-hmm. that he started out so well. I'm disappointed that you had a whole lot of, and I'm saying this to him directly because I know he's going to listen to this podcast. Um, Leo Sullivan, I'm very disappointed in you. Um, this this company was I was supposed to be a partner of it, and I'm glad I wasn't. Now that I look in retrospect, hindsight is twenty twenty. I'm glad my name wasn't in this. Um, but I was supposed to get ten percent for the rest of my life, just for you know starting this with him. That never happened. It's cool. He can say what wow, he wants about really? me. Yeah, he can feel like I'm a traitor. He can feel like I turned mm-hmm. on him. I don't care at this point. At this point, I feel like you're abusing people. You're being a bully. You don't care no more. You yeah. you're grasping at straws. Like you, you, you have you're desperate right now. I, I understand that we are desperate too. We are too. Do you know it hurt me to watch this go down? Right. It hurt me. That shit hurt. I cried. Like I remember the day I was still working with Leo up until the day this happened. And regardless of my feelings, I had that loyalty. And I used to do promotional stuff, and I used to do, like, free books. And I remember signing to that account on November 6th, and I couldn't get in. And I remember inboxing him saying, I don't know what's going on with the account. And I was trying to do the free book tonight. That was part of my income. I'm trying to do the free book tonight, but I can't sign in. That's when all of this came out with this stuff happening. And it hurt me. It's like seeing my stepchild, or my, not stepchild, like my child that I have this man, he, he kicked me out and raised the child without me. And I sit back and I watch this child grow, and that a child did. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Like, that hurt. And then to think after this happened, the only thing you can say to people is you had a contract. That's not fair, Leo. That's not fair, no. Shit, that's not fair. Because this is these people's bread and water. I understand this is your bread and water, too. But, but you can continue to go. You should have really just apologized, gave everybody their rights back, and started from scratch. People would have respected you for that. Exactly. The, um, the, the, what they say, and that's it. Like, like the that's thing exactly rising out of the ashes. Right. I don't have no disrespect for this man at all as an entrepreneur, as a CEO. I don't. I just don't like the decisions he's making after the fact. I don't agree with it. I think if a person wants their rights back contract or not, give them their rights back. Just, just be fair. Give these people their rights back. Let them make some money, and you go get new offers, and you start over, and you do it right. And, but you're not doing that. Now you're mad. You're mad at everybody. Why are you mad? You're mad at the wrong people. The last yes. conversation I had with Joe, the last conversation I had with him, he told me he loved me before he got home. I love him, too. I do. That was my friend. I love him, too. But at the same time, I can love you but tell the truth about you. I can love yes. you and not like what you're doing. That's like a family member. He's like my family to me. I will never not feel that way, but I'm, that's like a family member I can't talk to right now. I can't, I don't want to have a conversation. Don't call me after this podcast. Don't call right. my phone. Don't inbox me. I have nothing to say. I just want you to take these people's books 
that they don't want. You got people who are willing to still work with you, work with them. The ones who don't want to work with you, let them go. Let them go. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do it. And you know you're feeling it. You know you're hurting, man. You're hurting over there. Stop it. Hurt people hurt people, Ebony. I know. That man was that man was a good man with a good heart. Everybody tell lies. Um, everybody presents themselves a certain way so people would yeah. deal with them business wise. I get it. I'm not mad about none of that. I just feel some type of way because I feel like you said something so great. And and to be honest with you, I don't even understand this thing. I I worked with this man for years. I know nothing about no manipulation of sales. I, I was not in cahoots. I, I have no idea about that. And it clearly something happened or that account would have been suspended. So let's clear that up. I have no knowledge of that. Leo never spoke to me about a scam. I was not in on that. I don't know about that. So I can't speak on that. But I can speak on him as a man and, and, and the way he seems to just be moving wrong. Like yes, he just, he got, moving wrong. Especially when you have certain mm-hmm. authors like myself who was signed for you for years, multiple contracts, always fulfilling right. the contract early, giving you the book mm-hmm. first. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then for you to turn around and do some shit like that, it just show that how money can really get into people's minds and shit, and that'll overtake any other fucking thoughts and emotions. Because then you all of a sudden thinking with your fucking wallet instead of thinking, hey, these people been loyal to me this long, let me do right by them. You couldn't even fucking do that. Yep. Yep. And then and I that's said all that, we you know what he said to me, nigga, when I said that shit to him, this nigga sent me some long-ass email talking about some, I hope you think I'm not desperate for authors. What the fuck are you talking about? I said, nigga, I've been with you for five years. You can do better than this. What the fuck right. are you talking about? Like, that shit just threw me because I'm like, what the fuck do you, like, you just acting retarded at this point, like... I don't know. That shit just kind of, like, throw me off when you're trying to get direct answers from people and they on bullshit, mm-hmm. circling around it mm-hmm. and acting defensive and shit. And I'm like, how are you the defensive one? You got money. You took our fucking money. Right. But and then you making stories and shit about people. Yeah, that shit really... <laughs> Girl. But guess what, baby? Guess what? He might have money. But one thing about money is, like, blood. It got to keep flowing. Mm-hmm. Once that shit stops flowing, you're dead. So eventually, and that's why he's doing this right now. Yeah, you you can't sit back. I'm not in the position I want to be right now as a 40 year old woman. I didn't see myself aggressing. I saw myself progressing. If I saw <clears> this, if I knew, if I had a crystal ball, Ebony, mm-hmm. I would have did my own thing. But I would have self published from the jump. Yeah. But I can't say I can't say that because me, me and my boo Shay, shout out to Shay mm-hmm. Jones. We talk a lot, and I don't I don't think he was comfortable with our friendship. I think he felt like why is you talking to her type of vibe, but he never really said it. He just was like you and Shay cool now, and I'm like yeah, Shay cool. I like people for who they are. I don't listen to other people's opinion of people. I form my own opinion of a person. I'm a whole woman out here in these streets, so mm-hmm. I don't need you to tell me nothing about nobody. So me and this woman do not sit on the phone and drag this man. No, we don't. Real shit. We both give him his props for what he deserves. This man has taught me through um this man has taught me a lot. He has taught me through writer's block. He would tell me writer's block don't exist and I still believe that to this day. 
that man tell me right through it, and I do that. So I will not say I can't take jewels from him. I can't say that. Like, I think at some point this man wanted a different life. I think at some point he had good intentions. I don't know where it went wrong. I don't know. Like I said, maybe the money, all this money coming in, you're not humble no more. You know, money is going to change people either for the better or the worse. Yeah, they do though because you can always tell people, you know, like how people act and they, they, how they like what they're hiding. As soon as they get money or some type of power, everything that they hiding about themselves start to come out. And it's out. like, and that's what I was like. Mm-hmm. it's like right. you know, even with the people who get better with money, maybe they had an insecurity about themselves and now they got money and, like, they live in a happier life because they weren't, you know what I mean, like, fucked up from the jump. Mm-hmm. They just had inter- in- internal issues with themselves. And now they doing right. better because they got money and they're not an evil person. They want to give back because they know the feeling of feeling like that. But, you know, it's mm-hmm. either way, like you said, it's really either way. It could go either way. It's either way. If, you, if you're making all this give back, to to the community, um, be out there, you know, working at homeless shelters, donate uh, stuff during the holidays. That's what me and my girls, literary ladies of the ATL, we used to do that. Like we used to sponsor. Like um, we just don't really do it now because we kind of we're not really dismantled because we're still friends. But we really not doing that, you know, that venture anymore. So right. like we used to like pick a family that was needy and like go for Thanksgiving and take them food. Coat. I, I, I ain't. I ain't never been rich, baby. Never been rich. I made. I have made good money in this, but I've never been rich. And to think I could take my little six, seven, eight thousand dollar check and help people. You got this six figure million dollar income. Right. Who y'all helping? Nobody. At the end of the day, it's cool because you don't have to. But I feel like when when God blesses you, you talk about God so much. Give back. Um, your whole audience are single mothers, and these are the same women you exploited. Ooh, yep. get it together. You are foul. You are foul, and I don't care. I don't care what he's ever done for me. I gave it back. I don't owe you nothing. You made every dollar back. You made it back. None of these officers owe you nothing. Do not get me started on that right there. Like, like for instance. Like for instance, when somebody say, "I see," um, I don't, I don't want to bring this author's name up because I don't have permission. So I'm just say this particular author that I saw posted screenshots of this conversation when she when she said something to this man about taking her name off his website because he got all our names on his website and we still signed with him. You got all these names on your website with no picture, no bio. Um, so at the end of the day, she's like, can you take my name off your website? And this man is like, well, you didn't pay for your cover. What you mean? What? Yes, she did. You paid for your cover and you paid for your edits. You paid for your cover and you paid for your edits. Yeah. Once you she got that royalty check. He sent an email. He said Keith is upset because he's used, y'all, you using the cover and he's trying to sue me. Your best friend is trying to sue you for a cover. Why? But, but, but how did that make sense? It make it make sense. Because if the cover wasn't paid for, for, how did he trying to? He he thought I, I don't know who told this man I was dumb, like I ain't go to college or whatever the fuck he thinks this mm-hmm. is. Like I'm just stupid mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. But no, no sir, there's no dummies over here, and I think I proved that more uh-huh. than one fucking time. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. somebody gonna sue. That's like the artwork. Like if somebody sell a picture, you get mad if I burn it. The fuck, you sold it. It's not yours no more. Exactly. Girl, I had a situation one time when when I had a cover made, and I'm I'm for the plug's daughter. I had a cover made, and the model on the cover hadn't given had not given that man permission to use her image. She came at me. Girl, I went through so much backlash. It's like, I feel like, did this ruin my career? It's like, I'm stealing people's photos. I didn't make this cover. My publisher right. paid for this. So I, I don't know that she didn't give permission. This woman came at me so hard on Instagram. She's like, bitch, if you don't take this cover down, and she came at me. I inboxed her. I was like, that's what you don't do. That's not how we do business, baby. I didn't put your face. I didn't choose you. You ain't the chosen one. He put you on that cover. Don't play me. What we're going to do is I'm going to let my publisher know, and we're going to fix this. What you ain't going to do is come at me like I stole your picture. It doesn't exactly. work like that. I didn't go find you and steal your picture until Keith put this on the cover. I didn't know. That didn't happen. So at the end of the day, as authors, we go through a lot behind the scenes that people don't yeah, know exactly. the stuff we go through. It's not fair because at the end of the day, we are artists. We live to do this. This is a passion. This ain't just a paycheck. This, to me, this situation with Leo is not about money. Because to be completely honest with you, ain't made no real money with Leo in years. So let's just be honest about that. This is not about, about money. This is about, yeah. yeah, it is about integrity. It is about integrity. Have some damn integrity. You don't do people like that. Like, I, 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 I know, I, I don't, I don't know him. I feel like I thought I knew you. Did right. I ever know you? And I like still Julia. got love in my heart for him. I don't wish nothing bad on him. I don't wish for him to not have nothing. I don't wish for that. I don't. But at the end of the day, if you're going to make everybody else suffer, then you need to suffer. Stop you talking about God. Food. Stop. Don't do this. Because karma, karma has no expiration date, boo. Karma right. comes on you at any time. It don't matter. You get what you put out. And I put out so much good. I don't deserve this. Y'all didn't deserve this. We didn't fucking deserve this. Nope. Real shit. People can and say what they want to say about it. Keep carrying on. Keep carrying on. They can say, they can, they can say y'all, they, they they can say y'all should have saved y'all money or y'all should have had other strength of income. They can say what they want. But what you don't do is judge a person when you've never been in their shoes. Walk in our shoes, your feet were hurt, bitch, so stop. Stop. People commit That's suicide or stuff like this. It's and that's who are depressed. No, but I didn't let that shit get to me because it's like at the same time, like you said, I've seen, like I've had $15,000 checks. I've had 10000 11000 consistently a month. And it's like, why would I feel the need to go get a job when I'm making that type of money? And you have one, Ebony. You have a job. Exactly. You're an author. Right. It's a damn job. You have a job. Not only are you an author, you are a marketer, you are a promoter. You are a motivational speaker. We have multiple jobs. We don't get paid for them all. We we are the ones we are the ones who get y'all out of a phone. When you feeling bad, what you do? You pick up a book, you go to another world, we giving y'all that escape. Somebody gotta do it. If if nobody wrote books, who could you read? Like I love books. Bitch, I would never stop to get another stream of income, bitch. Keep writing. <laughs> what you mean? Exactly. Are you serious right now? Yeah, Terry McMillan, great. You started making movies. That's the whole big thing about being that, an author. It definitely you never, is. You know what? I yeah, wish you, I knew you never planned for it to just be on paper. 
I wish mm-hmm. I could be interested in that type of stuff because uh, you know if you you know you talk to Shay, so she'll tell you. You know, I write scripts and everything. Like that's ultimately my end game as well. Like I would like to get on right. the screen. You know, I'm trying to enter the contest, and you know what? Mm-hmm. I've always said this, and some people might not still see it this way, but in a way, this thing happening was sort of a blessing because. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kept saying we became machinerized. We just write yeah. books. We're not thinking about no other passion. Yeah. We're not thinking about like no other goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like yeah. at this point, I feel like we independent. We're getting 100% of our money. That might give us room mm-hmm. to be able to do what we want to do otherwise, too. So it's like right. this could have been and, and- to be taken as a blessing. Yes, and as, and as these as all these female authors, I'm putting it out there right now. If you was ever signed with Leo and you going through this, let's band together. Let's band work together. together. Let's not work against each other, y'all. We might have had beef. People might not have shared stuff. I, I feel like I don't get along with every female in the world. I don't care. I want to represent these women. I want to advocate for these women because it's women. It's no men. No man is a victim of this. Not one man. And I also want to challenge the men in this industry to speak up for us. Stand up for us. I mean, I don't care if we not affiliated. We all in this pen thing. We we are authors. Like back in the day when this first started, we used to be um authors united hashtag. Um pens are us. Like we used to build each other up. We did not do right. this stuff. Let's let's not make the urban industry become a joke. Let's build this right. back up. Let's work to make us be taken seriously. This genre and you is know what? good. It is a few uh, male authors who was going to bat for us, and you can see it in the comments mm-hmm. and shit like that, and post and shit. Mm-hmm. So I do want to shout out Corday. I want to shout out Navi and Willie. Yeah. Like they, they was really yeah. going to bat for us, like dead ass. Dude, that's it's like shout out Navi straight up, Willie too yeah. straight up. Shout out to both straight of them up. because. Navi is very supportive. I hope he was very. He's very supportive about me speaking out. It's like I battled with this decision for days. I've been, but I feel good, Ebony. I, I feel purged, baby. I just feel like yeah. <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here to destroy this man. That's that's not my goal. No, that is not like my goal. Breathe right now. Like yeah, just, I just, yeah. Like I'm literally on the brink of tears right now. Like this. It's not easy. This is emotional. This is this felt it feels like a family member that I just can't talk to no more. Like this should be it's over. It's not just my publisher. This was my friend. Yeah. This guy was my friend. This me and this man can talk on the phone for four or five hours at a time about everything. It wasn't just about books. This man had a vision. This man had a dream and I thought it was beautiful. I thought this is beautiful. Yes, let's do it. Let's do this, Leo. We gonna be like we gonna be like John Singleton. We gonna be like Spike Lee. We gonna take these books. Right. We gonna blow up. Like we gonna, be, we, gonna we had goals together, and I understand we weren't romantic. So of course you're gonna go get a relationship. I had relationships too in this process, but at the end of the day, I can't blame his relationship. I'm not blaming this woman. I just. I feel like the change came around that time, and I can't lie. Right. I can't lie. It's other people that will vouch for that. I've had conversations. Like, I'm not going to throw nobody's name out there or nothing like that, but I've had conversations with other authors who were under him who agree with me. And and I think they would say that I agree with me. I'm not, nothing I said is a lie. 
This man can go on Facebook right now and say everything you can Michelle said was a lie. I put my life on God. I will God will smite me down and give me COVID nineteen if I'm lying. Real Girl, shit. we know you ain't lying, honey. We know you ain't lying. I ain't lying about nothing. One thing I don't do is lie. When I do talk, it's gonna be the truth. And I don't say a lot. I'm very behind the scenes. I'm cool with it. I'm a Leo. Everybody think we love attention. No, not this one. I don't like attention. I don't. I hate it, as a matter of fact. I don't like the spotlight. Um, I do book signings. I like to interact with the readers, but I don't like to be put on the spot. I don't. Um, like I said before, I, this, this the whole point of this is not to make nobody look like shit. It ain't to make nobody look bad. It ain't malicious. It's just facts. And no, it's time to unravel some things. Like, it's really time right. to see what shit from the beginning to the end because at the end of the day, we can't sit and remain silent. It's time to get a fucking spotlight on this whole situation because this shit is truly yeah. unfair and it's devastating to a lot of us. It's devastating to our fucking work. We set mm-hmm. and wrote those books and you're trying to take them from us. We made that money and you sitting back spending it and, you know, throwing it in our motherfucking face, how you shopping and all that other shit. Yeah, that's not fair because at the end of the day, none of that money would have been made if none of y'all wrote books. Let's be honest. I I, kind of was regretful. I was going through those moments of regret, and I was talking to Shane. She's like, what you ain't going to do is regret nothing because by you signing with him, you gave a lot of people a way to eat. You, you, You got a lot of people on. So she was like, at the end of the day, don't look at it like that. And, and I'm glad she told me that because I am grateful that people ate for years and people did good. And I saw all these doctors. I was so proud of him. I was like, this man don't really made this shit happen. Dude, <laughs> I ain't had no animosity, none. It, when my sales went down, I ain't had no animosity, none. Because I think even now he he got a heart. I don't think he's a bad person. I just think he feels defeated. I think he feel beat down. I think he feel like everybody coming for him. But what he got to understand is we would have never had this feeling about him if he would have handled it right in the beginning. We would have still been supportive right. of him. Yeah. Right? We, we probably wouldn't have signed with you or wrote nothing for you, no. but we probably still would have supported you. We would have still had your back, your ass. That's for sure. <laughs> like, right. Like, this, like, this drag didn't come for no reason. It's because it you didn't handle it. You know what, like you said, a lot of us was quiet for a while, man. Like, we ain't say mm-hmm. shit because we was like, he ain't going to treat us like that. He ain't going to do this. He ain't going to yeah. do that. So he it was like, handle this. Like a man, yeah. Yeah, we, this we ain't, assume. This ain't, this ain't my Leo. See I tell I mean? people that quick. I, people have inboxed me all of a sudden. I'm going to be honest with you. Some of his authors came in my inbox like, that's your publisher. Oh, really? But when he was making you money, that was your publisher. Don't put that on me. Oh. Yeah, he was. He was, but don't do it like that. When you was eating with this man, you were good. You ain't never said shit to me. You ain't never shared a book, nothing. Don't come talking to me. I got people, when this happens, start inboxing me. Now, you, that's different. Me and you have spoken on things. I met you before at the kickback. Yeah. We kicked yeah, it. We, we kicked it. You and Bianca. <laughs> Shout out to Bianca. So by yeah. you coming and asking me or talking to me, that's different. We talk. We yeah. good. Um, it, and you said it when you saw me. I know who you are. You need to. <laughs> The first person the first Leo signed. Like you said that. I was like, it's oh. Ebony. Like real <laughs> shit. So at the 
end of the day, it, it's all love. Like, when it's right. all love, it's all love. But if you don't talk to me, you never fuck with me, don't come asking me nothing. I don't have people come ask me, did you know he was doing this? I know you worked with him. No, I didn't know. I don't know to this moment. I don't know what the hell he did. I still don't know the truth about this this shutdown. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. None of us know. So to put that out there, y'all, stop thinking authors were in cahoots with this. We right, didn't know. So what the fuck? We just gave my motherfucking books in. Oh, here go the publishing. That's it. Then we fucking run our ass like everybody else. We dropping groups like everybody else. Like, do you, we, do, we do you know what I read by another author accusing his authors of being down with this? And I think I have read with people saying I, I think his authors knew about it and they were cool with it and then they turned against him. No, 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 Mm-mm. no. No, people that. like that was waiting for us to fall because they didn't like us any fucking way. They want people to turn against right. us because they didn't like us any motherfucking way. So right. that's why I ignored half of the, a lot of them motherfucking comments because it was from a lot of bitter-ass motherfuckers, period. Like, it yeah. definitely was. And when I looked at the people, I'm like, oh, okay, I know why you mad. And I was pretty today. I was like, me and Ebony about to just chop it up like friends on the phone. Like, my heart ain't even, I ain't even got no butterflies. Like, this is like <laughs> nobody's listening. Like, we just talking. Yeah, but that's shit. Like, like, do you have, you know, I like it to right. be like that Let because I don't want people to come on like they doing some interview on, you know, the sister circle or something. No, you ain't got to do none of that. Like, we talking like regular. Like, be yourself. And you, like, you make people feel comfortable. And that's the thing. <laughs> I, I, for the moment, I would not have be do, be doing this with you if you didn't make me feel comfortable in my in your presence when I met you. So just know that you have a comfort oh. spirit. You do. You really do. And and you and Bianca, I like both of y'all. Like And, and later yeah, on that night, when we, I, didn't, I didn't hang out with y'all. That was for a reason. I didn't want to be around him. I really wanted to hang out with you and Bianca, though. I wanted to go to the club with y'all, but I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. nah. but do you know what? Like I said, we had a good time that night. Everything was cool. Oh, y'all you had know. fun. Yeah, we had a good time. Everybody, like, everybody so was in good spirits. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's why it's so hard to believe, like, because that's not the first time we've eaten dinner with him at another, you know, like, Another mm-hmm. event, and it was—it was just like it's just so hard to believe that he had turned like that, you know. It is. It's really, it's really, really disheartening. And my left, I've been jumping for days. It's still jumping now. I'm like, bitch, am I gonna go death What the fuck? But do you just have any questions about anything specific? Oh my god, girl! I don't know, child. You were spilling teas and shit. I just. <laughs> My little oh, it ain't tea. Tea. it ain't it ain't tea, Ebony. It's soup, girl. I'm serving oh, soup. I'm serving hot soup. Tomato. We gotta get the grilled cheese. Let me get some grilled cheese real quick. Um, <laughs> some tomato soup. It gotta so be a tomato. question though. You gotta have a no. burning question somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I, I don't. I really don't. I just want to know about like. Okay, you said you don't think that, like, he did, do you, so you don't think he did anything wrong. Like, do you feel like other people are involved in what he's doing right now? Like, you I, know, people, I honestly think, go ahead, go ahead. No, like, people, you know, like, honestly, like, we got comfortable with a lot of people, you know what I mean, in the company and shit right. like that. So it's like, mm-hmm. I just really feel, uh 
just really like hoping, you know what I mean? Trying to hold on to the little bit of faith that, you know, people aren't helping him fuck us over like this. I don't think, honestly, and this is my honest word, real shit, even the way he's handling things right now and talking to people, I think that's just him being unhinged. But when he was hinged, I honestly don't think Leo even knew. He was if if he did something wrong, I don't think he knew. Because I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Leo don't do anything technically, you know what I'm saying? The CEO mm-hmm. don't do the work. He's never read KDP terms and conditions. That's what I firmly believe is that he if he did something wrong, he didn't know it was wrong. That's what I honestly think. I I think he didn't know it was something he wasn't supposed to do. Because the people who were reading these terms and conditions didn't read them. So basically, at the end of the day, when you're giving out gift cards and you're telling people to to the back of the book, that's against their conditions. But if you didn't read it, how would you know? So sometimes you can be doing something illegal or against a contract when you don't realize you're doing it. Now, me personally, I've read the terms and conditions. But mind you, I don't pay attention to how Leo markets. Do what you right. do. He ain't the only publisher who does that. It's, it's plenty of clickbaiting I see when people say, go to the back of the book. I've seen those groups have disappeared since this happened with Leo. But I have yeah, seen several that groups no that did it. <laughs> and he's not the only one who did it. Like, let's, let's just be honest. Like, let's just be for real about it. Like, he's doing nothing new. Like, when I first became an author, I used to give stuff away. I used to do giveaways. I didn't realize that that's against the terms and conditions. I didn't know either. Right. So a lot of people don't read that. How many times have you been on a website and they said, do you agree to the terms and conditions? You pressed the checkbox and you didn't read nothing. Right. Exactly. That's just 100% real. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to bury that man. I'm not going to say he did nothing wrong. I just feel like what happened to him, we are... Now, I'm not even going to say we. Other people are mm-hmm. suffering. Not only him. You're not the only one, Leo. We, we feel, I feel some empathy for you, but it, you're not feeling it for your authors, and that's the right. sad part. That's, that's the, the sad part. part. You, have to, you, can't, you can't keep feeling like you are attacked and take it out on the wrong people. Honestly, no author of his, I feel, is attacking him for no reason. Everything, is, to me, is warranted. Casey Mills made this man a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I have seen screenshots of him throwing her under the bus. Yeah. When I was with Leo, I have been thrown under the bus. Like when certain things would happen, he would blame them on me. He was like, Y'all need to talk to me Now he's doing that to his other sister. I won't say her name. But you put yeah. her name out there telling people this is her fault. But me personally, right. I can speak up for her. That woman ain't gonna do nothing without you being the boss. And telling her what to do. So don't mm-hmm. her. I've had people now call me, Nika, this is wrong. My format and my editing, I, I was told you was in charge of it. No, I wasn't. Don't go to me on the bus for me to take it. No, don't do that to people. Take take responsibility. Be a man. Be a CEO. Mm-hmm. Even if you didn't know about this, it happens. Other people run your company. They will run your company to the ground. I'm not blaming nobody else. I don't know. I really don't know. So at the end of the day, I feel like regardless of how this happened or why this happened, take responsibility. Be responsible. Give everybody their book rights back. They want them back. There's some people who want to keep working with y'all. Work with them. Get you some new authors and rebuild. Beautiful. Yep. 
That's all he had to do. And that would have been the right way to handle it. What you yeah, don't do in business is get, right, and what you don't do in business is get emotional. Business ain't personal. This ain't personal. When you do mm-hmm. business, you have to separate a friendship. Like say for instance, say me and my best friend get a house together. We ain't friends when that rent need to be paid. Okay. We business partners now. Like this, this ain't got nothing to do with friendship, boo. So separate your feelings. Right. Separate your personal feelings from this situation, and you will handle it differently. I have learned as a woman, we are emotional ass creatures, but you gotta learn how to separate emotion from business. I don't care if I don't like you, I will work for you. Mm-hmm. If I don't like you and you need me to edit, baby, your money is good, baby. I don't care if I don't like you. Pay me. Give me them greenbacks. Give me them frosties. Okay. I don't care. I don't have but, to like you to work with you. It don't yeah. matter. Like, at the end of the day, it ain't about liking each other. That's 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 a minute thing. We don't ha- I don't have to like you. Who, who likes their boss? Name one person no. who a nine to five love their boss. None. No, you probably hate your, you probably hate your co but you go anyway. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, liking people and emotions have nothing to do with making money. So at and the end of the day, true. we just gotta all be real about this situation. We gotta all just keep building, and we gotta all just keep putting this out. We can't give up. And readers, do not suspend your KU account. This is not just no, about Leo. It's bigger than him. Don't do that. Don't do that. Keep reading. We giving y'all free books. We doing everything we can possibly to show y'all that we still in this. So I really yeah. want authors to band together, stop beefing with each other, stop talking dumb shit. As a matter of fact, stop talking about him, period. Mm-hmm. Leave his name off your pages. Stop, because it's only making this man more angry. It's not helping. It's not helping. This man feels attacked. When people feel attacked, mm-hmm. I remember when I was a teacher, Part of my training was never, ever reprimand your student in front of the other students because they're going to fight back. Take them out and talk to them privately. Handle this differently. You don't handle stuff like that because now that person feels attacked in front of people, they're going to fight you back. What you do is you don't do it that way. You really have to take, you know, we, the way I, I ain't going to Okay, so Nika, is there any uh, anything else that we need to know that you got coming up? Like, you got any books? Yes, boo. I got uh, Forbidden Fruit 7. I put out the box set, uh, Forbidden Fruit 1 through 6. I'm about to put it on sale on the, for the Lolo. So when Part 7 comes out, they can grab it. You know, that's my baby. That was my first baby. I gave birth when I was 19. I wrote that book <laughs> 21 years ago, boo. I'm old, old. Yeah. So, yeah, I got that coming, and I do edit. So, any authors out there, you need an editor, hit me up. Um, social media, of course, Facebook, I'm Nika Michelle. Instagram, author Nika Michelle. I don't really Instagram like I should. Um, I'm on Twitter, too. Like <laughs> Girl, I'm not a social media person. I be needing to hire somebody to do that stuff. Like, I ain't got time for that. But we got to understand that, too. You know, sometimes CEOs handle people. They hire people to handle their business. 
So yeah, yeah sometimes things mm-hmm. happen that you don't know about because somebody else is doing it. But mm-hmm. all in all, you know, to close it out. If anybody's wondering how I feel about Leo, at the end of the day, I don't wish nothing bad on nobody. That's not my job. I don't do karma. That's not up to me. Um, I feel like you get back what you put out or whatever happens is in God's hands um, at this yep. point. Uh, I just hope we can get people to advocate for us. I hope somebody's listening or a lawyer who knows a lawyer who knows somebody. I don't care. I think it really needs to be a class, um, a class action lawsuit where these offices can get what's owed to them. Um, I really feel like people are not in a position to lawyer up, so that's always a threat from a person with more money is get a lawyer, but you're living on your last right now. How the hell are you going to get a lawyer? Right. I be honest. Um, I just hope that we all continue to write. Nobody is disturbed. Um, nobody feels like, oh, I would never sign with another publisher. Don't feel that way. Um, everybody's not the same. You know? Nope. Everybody's not like that. I, I honestly can say that. Um, I feel like deep in my heart, Leo's a good man. Deep down inside there. I met a good man. <laughs> I, I feel like I did. <laughs> I was like, I don't hate him. I don't hate his wife. But real is real. Real is motherfucking That's all. Hey, I'm trying to tell you, man, I thank you so much for talking to me, girl. When I tell you, I'm thank like, you. oh, I didn't know some thank of this you shit. For having me. I'm, <laughs> of I'm glad to put it out. I really was. And I think I did all the talking. <laughs> no, but, you hey. know what? And that's good. That's what the fuck it was for. Honestly, like, I do want to, like, interview people, but I want to give people a chance to be able to talk as if everybody is listening. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, talk mm-hmm. like you in a room and you just want to get everything off of your chest and I'm just there commentating. Like, right. that's right. how I want right. it to be. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, be the one to grab all the attention and shit like that. I got other segments for that. This segment right. is for people to you know, say what they feel and shit. Even if I get three words in, they want to hear y'all. Mm-hmm. They tuning in and hear what the fuck you got to say to me, and that they want to okay. hear the shit too. So, mm-hmm. yes, I appreciate you doing all the talking because, bitch, you was telling me things that I had no yeah, idea. Girl. And I really, really enjoyed this. Like, I, I ain't going to lie. Like, this this felt good, bitch. <laughs> And it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's so much more that I didn't say, but that's for another time, another place, another another talk. Anybody say you couldn't come back? All I'm saying. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we, stuck with, we stuck with each other now, Ebony Diamond. I'm telling you, let's go. No, let's do it. Hey, but look, I know you got something to, do, to say. We I need, need to, to do a big one. We need to do a nice big collabo. That's what we all need to do. Like, we need to band together and get these money, like, Stop beefing and work together. We can get so much money together, baby. Like, stop. I'm telling you. That's why I say it's time to really write. Like, it's time to get this shit popping. Like, motherfuckers think we can't do it on our own, man. Let's prove it to ourselves. We ain't even proving it to them. Absolutely. And I'm so proud of you. And a lot of his authors that I see keeping it moving, I'm proud of y'all. At the end of the day, I'm sorry. None of y'all asked for this. And I know it's not my fault. I don't know why I'm apologizing, but I, I'm a woman about mine. Like, I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like nobody disrespect women that are working in. Um, like you said, y'all, we feel like factories. We felt like 
write, write, write. This man told me one time yeah. I don't write fast enough. How fast you want me to write when I got to do other right. stuff? Like, see what I mean? Girl. Yeah. And then, and then those contracts, those contracts y'all had were ridiculous. An 18 book contract? What in the whole entire hell? Oh, girl, I ain't signed no motherfucking uh-uh. 18 nothing. That nigga knew not to play with me with them numbers. Fuck no, that. that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Hell no, that I was crazy. signing the short. No, fuck that. <laughs> Like you, you gotta write fast to keep up with that. Hell like, yeah! Oh, that's how I told Like I might write fast, but I'm not signing no long ass contract like that. No. Mm-mm. My contract, yeah. my first contract, was six books. That's two series. That's normal. Yeah. With eighteen, come on, dude. What are no. you doing? Mm-mm. Well, you know, like I but, said before, and I'll say it again. This, this LSC started out beautifully. It started yeah. out very positively. It, it, I don't. I don't see this person now. I don't see that. I can't see that. I see it. I'm not stupid. You know what I'm saying? But it's just right. it's hard to fathom this. Like I spoke so highly of this man. Like literally. Like, girl, it's weird. It's like it's weird. It's like it feels like you zapped into another dimension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is this? But I just pray for everybody, you know, we got this virus going around. I just pray for everybody to be safe, stay in the house, reboot, wash your hands, um, love up on your kids. God <laughs> did this for a reason. God slowed us down. That's how I feel in my heart. The Lord slowed us down, y'all. Let's <laughs> love each other. <laughs> for real, though, this shit ain't even no joke. Like, uh-huh. I know everybody's tired of hearing it, but it really ain't. This shit crazy uh-huh. right now. <laughs> this shit gonna go. This shit gonna shut down life, and I'm about to start um offering tutoring because I know the parents oh. want to do it right now, and I'm gonna be very reasonable. I I, I told my sister my prices. She's like, that that ain't nothing, and I'm like, wait, I don't want to knock people in the head. I want right. to provide You know, I want to provide something that's reasonable in these times. So right. at this point. As a people, we have to band together because this is not a white, black, Asian disease. This is a human disease. We are yeah. human. So we got to take this seriously. Like we, we got to really like we tired of hearing about it, and we hate that life has slowed down. But at the end of the day, let's be realistic. Um, exactly. We have to be realistic. Like this, this is literally really killing people, and so we really got to start banding together and help each other. We got to turn it back into the village. Uh, we gotta start loving each other and supporting each other and stop being against each other. Like right. this is the time to come together. Like if you got a family member you ain't talked to in twenty years, call them, email them, inbox them. I don't care. Like at this point, life is short, so we, we really gotta learn how to start handling things differently. We really have to be mature at this point. We really gotta be grown people. We can't be petty. Um, we can't keep. Just talking with no action. Yeah, yeah. Behind our words and, and really be real and really just be, you know support each other. I got mm-hmm. everybody that like if I see you post a book cover, I'm gonna share it. Um, if I see it, my timeline is very limited. Like I don't see a lot, so I probably see the same ten friends unless I go on the page. So people right. just like they ain't supporting me. It's not that we don't see everything, y'all. Like I feel like everybody really, really. You ain't got to really fuck with each other like that, but don't hate each other either. Right. You ain't got to deal with nobody. You can isolate yourself, never talk to people, but why we got to go against each other? That's my question. Like, if I got beef with you for a reason, that's fine. But you got people who don't like people for no reason. 
No reason at all because it's something they Nothing to you. You just don't like the way they are on social media. You don't know this person. Right. So at the end of the day, I just want to like, real shit, like, we can't keep coming at this man on social media. We got to let this man get his thoughts together so he can recoup himself while we, we recoup ourselves. We can't really worry about that right now. At this point, we got to put this in God's hands. Like, real shit. Mm-hmm. Right, if he's been talking about this for four or five months, what has changed? Nothing. This is getting worse. So, yeah, keep it moving. And like I said, I know I'm probably going to get some backlash for this, but I feel I'm getting way more support than backlash, so I really don't care. I mean, at this point, my career can't get no worse than it is because I don't chart like that no more, so I'm not even cared about that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh my God. But no, I was asking you earlier. I know I have to have it from everybody mm-hmm. now who comes on. You got to give me one. What you got to say? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, oh my God. Like, this is the most comfortable conversation I've ever had that I know other people going to listen to. So just know you are very good vibes. So I love you, Miss Diamond. Thank Ms. you. How do you pronounce your real last name? The Turrentine. Turrentine. Girl, because I said Turrentine. You got to give me a fuck those books. Fuck them books. Fuck them books, bitch. <laughs> Girl, Hell you yeah, still fuck them books. That's my last name, man. Look, That's my husband's fault, man. You, you know what? You know what? Let me, let me say this. Fuck them books with a thick dick. Okay. <laughs> A bag of dick. <laughs> with a with a pussy green, oh green pussy field dick. Fuck him, fuck him. I swear, with hair clubs all crazy, who the look? Like shit. <laughs> Y'all hear this shit, man. This is Mika Michelle. Y'all got to go check her out. She is putting her books up, except for the ones this motherfucker done put up on that app. She gonna get it though. She gonna put them up for y'all. So oh, all I wanna say, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. I got it. <laughs> Girl, man, it's so hot. And this day is going loud. I ain't here because this shit got me. I'm fucking mad. I'm mad, man. Look, y'all know what I'm going to say. Catch me on this next segment of Fuck Them Books with Ebony Diamonds. I'm out of here because this girl is crazy. She got me all giggling and laughing and shit. <laughs> Me oh too. God. All right, boo. I don't even want the conversation to end, but all right, day. I know. I know. All right, keep doing what you're doing, though. Don't stop me. Keep doing what you're doing. All right, day. All love. This is bye You a stupid how? You a you a stupid how? You a stupid how? You a you a stupid how? You a stupid how? You a you a stupid how? You a stupid how? Yeah, you a you a stupid how? Just stupid, just stupid than the motherfucker. And the thing is, is that we know this nigga stupid, but it's like getting to a point where how the fuck you got any more support left? Now, Trump, I mean, we talking about the fat Garfield, fucked up weave, lace front, fucking just a disgrace. Now, I know y'all seen the news, okay, about when, you know, about the thing in New York, you know, about the ventilators and stuff. And he outright fucking lied, like he always does. He said that he sent thousands of 
um, ventilators to New York already. And the governor of New York already said, the lieutenant governor, he already said, that's a lie. He's misinformed. He is ill-educated about his own fucking country. And that's the part that just really throws me. They don't give a fuck who it was in office besides as long as it wasn't a fucking black man, a woman, or a fucking Democrat. That's all the fuck they didn't. They didn't want none of that. They didn't give a fuck that they put this imbecile in fucking office. Now, 366 people died already in New York alone. And... He's telling them they didn't need the ventilators at first now, okay? They didn't need them. But now, all of a sudden, he uh, he hit up GE and told them, oh, we need ventilators now. And the same fucking amount of ventilators that New York fucking asked for. Let me guess. He wanted to make it seem like it was his fucking idea, right? Like, he, oh, I'm going to give this to them, even though they already fucking asked for it. It wasn't your idea, shit mouth. I mean, damn. And then... Let's go even, you know, a further. I was on Facebook yesterday and this stupid ass broad, man. And I'm always letting everybody state your opinions, whatever the case is. But like when it comes to certain things, there's no such thing as a fucking opinion or, or, or a different way of thinking with certain things. Now, she made a statement about people not wanting uh, Trump and his family to get help or billion businesses, billionaire businesses and shit. My thing is, what the fuck do they need the help for? They already got bailouts set in place for businesses that fail, flop, and every fucking thing else. They already got the help. They've always had the fucking help. Just say y'all fucking hate poor people and keep it fucking moving, bruh. Y'all mad because we don't think they should get stimulus? What the fuck for? They have more than any of us fucking have. So it's like at the point where she's saying, uh, I told her basically, how the fuck did Trump supporters get on my fucking page? You have to be racist or a fucking idiot to follow a man who is blatantly racist, sexist, misogynist, blatantly. And for people to only follow him because they say something about the economy, that shows a serious fucking character flaw. How can you follow and, and agree with this man just because the, the economy you believe is going well for you? Fuck everybody else, right? And that's why the fuck I have problems with Trump supporters. What is it about his fucking policies that you agree with? If you can explain that to me, then I can explain why I feel like you a redneck, racist-ass motherfucker. I don't give a fuck what color you are. You gotta be just as fucking racist, nasty as he is. I told this bitch... How can you sit here and say, oh, the Democrats, and this is what she said, now the Democrats are so evil, they don't want him to get health. And, uh, are you talking about Democrats when the fucking Republicans literally caused an uproar because of free fucking health care? Y'all, the fucking Republicans almost shit in their wives and husbands' mouths because fucking health care. Y'all didn't want poor people to be able to get fucking health care. And you talking about some motherfucking president who richer than your motherfucking ass too. Y'all hate fucking poor people. Just say the shit and go. Y'all don't want nobody to have shit. Y'all think every opportunity is the same for every motherfucking body. And I told her and her big ass fucking blonde bouffant, bitch, I don't argue with privileged people over equality. I'm not arguing with you over equality, bitch, because we'll never be equal according to your motherfucking standards. So, yeah, 
that, uh, just a stupid hoe. Just a, just a stupid hoe. This bitch was just dumb as fuck. Deleted her ass. I waited for her. Just like I posted on my page. Bitch, she was typing all that. You probably edited your fucking comment. And as soon as you hit the motherfucking send button, that bitch said, oh, sorry, it's a connection error. Bitch, because I blocked you. I don't give a fuck what you talking about. Ain't nothing you can say to me. Because clearly, you give a fuck more about bailing out a billion dollar motherfucking companies than helping a poor starving fucking family damn near step away from the fucking streets. I don't got time. And anybody who knows me know how I feel about politics, how I feel about fucking different issues in cities as far as, you know, healthcare, food, rent, shit like that for people who don't have nothing. And these people are really upset because... Democrats are asking for help for people who don't have shit. Fuck you. All Trump supporters suck my ass. I ain't even gonna fucking say Republicans. Because it's some fucking black Republicans who only chose to be fucking Republican because, you know, of the class that it puts you in or whatever the fucking case is, whatever the fuck they think it do for them. But it, it does nothing. You literally just look dumb. Honestly, like I said last time, all of us, we need to fucking just be fucking free. If we only doing what the fuck the parties we affiliated with telling us to do, bro, we always going to be in these situations. If you can't argue with me about your fucking party, what the fuck is it to argue about, right? Fuck that. Fuck that. It's just, it just really gets to me that... People don't understand. And even when it came down to, uh, I saw something about free lunches and stuff like that. And, you know, they giving up food and, sh you know, shit like that for people who don't have it doing this whole thing, you know, where we stuck in the house and so and so. But and you see people, well, if they can't afford to eat, how can they take care of children? I mean, Jesus, can y'all brace yourselves for a minute and really hear this? There are fucking poor people in the world. Everybody is not at what the fuck you on right now. Everybody ain't got it. Everybody couldn't go to college. Everybody didn't get a motherfucking lucky break. Some people just ain't never going to get it and it's fucked up. Because the motherfucking, these, these upper middle class, whatever the fuck they think they are, don't seem to fucking understand the shit. They don't get it. They don't understand what it means to miss a motherfucking meal. And they just is beside, they just can't believe it. Oh my God. Are you telling me people can't afford $1,200 fucking bags? Like, yes, bitch. Some people can't even afford peanut butter for that motherfucking bread, ho. And here you are complaining because motherfuckers can't afford to fucking live. I mean, Jesus, you have billionaires all over the fucking world. Can you imagine if they decided to try to take care of the world collectively? It probably wouldn't be no motherfucking poor people. But that it can't be like that. We need poor people. We need middle class. We need rich. Because that's the only way this fucked up ass world going to keep going. Everything is for something. Everything is for something. They barely want you off of fucking food stamps. And let's be honest. They don't want people to get off of these public assistance programs and shit like that. They make it so you got to stay on the shit. If you make too much, you can't get daycare. So then you got to try to apply for a daycare voucher where they're giving you 50 motherfucking dollars for a daycare that's $190, $250 a fucking week. So what that mean? Oh, either you're going to have to work less hours to get more money to get them to daycare just so you can work for nothing. Like that's basically what the fuck it is. We pay fucking taxes. But then people shitting on motherfuckers who have to use programs that the taxes fucking pay for. 
I don't fucking get it. Like, people really angry over shit that, that you know, just, <laughs> that just is besides them. Like, oh, I have money. I have this. So, for them, they not seeing it how people who don't got it like that see it. And then you got people already shaming people about the fucking stimulus checks. I swear to God, you got to be one miserable ass bitch to see people excited about something. And you got to be the only one. Well, I ain't excited. I got this. Bitch, you ain't got nothing. Half y'all bitches that sit on motherfucking line and try to shame people for every motherfucking thing down to taxes to motherfucking stamps to anything else. Y'all ain't got shit. A bunch of miserable, bald-headed, stank, pussy-ass hoes. And yes, the fuck I said it. Shut the fuck up. Don't nobody care what you talking about. Your friends don't like you. Your parents never loved you. Your kids hate you. Worry about that shit. Don't worry about what the fuck somebody else got going on because it surely ain't going to have nothing to do with you when it come. Shit, but I'm going to say something about the stimulus checks just for me. Personally, I would have taken having my fucking student loans canceled. Like, for real, just canceling motherfuckers. Because... I save a whole lot motherfucking more because this shit, you know, the, the interest thing only temporary where they stopping that shit. You know how much we can save if they cancel all them motherfucking student loans? I would have rather had that for long-term money. They should have gave us the motherfucking option. What you want? You want 1200 You want motherfucking student loans canceled? What do you want? Ask me. Shit. <laughs> I would have took the fucking student loans, dog. Man, y'all know how much I owe? Shit, and then not only did I owe it, the fact that I ain't fucking using what the fuck I got, I, you know, just, shit, that shit be seeming like a fucking setup. I don't know, but it's just, you know, from my point of view, it just seems like Trump did exactly what I thought he was going to do. I said we a step away from being a fucking third world country. Um, I've been saying that for a long time, and people think I'm playing and shit when I say that. I'm not playing. This nigga turned us into a motherfucking third world country. And I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. People was like, give him a chance. Give him a chance. To do what? Exactly what the fuck he did. We did give him a chance. Shit. He in office because a bunch of people voted for him. Bunch of racist ass dumbasses. They took the kids when they turned 18. You know, all the kids that had just turned 18, they made sure they get their white kids and whoever the fuck else. Hey, y'all, come on, let's vote. Let's vote for Trump. That's what the fuck they did, and that's how the fuck they got him to win. Because there's no way. This man is ill fucking educated. They keep, you hear a lot of people saying, oh, he's smart. He's smart. Where? He couldn't even run his own motherfucking business efficiently. And no, I know, and I know people might be listening, oh, you just because you filed bankruptcy. The fact that you even got to fucking do it. Okay, just to bail yourself out is still a fucking issue. Even if you not flat broke, you business broke, that don't matter. You fucked up, nigga. How the fuck you gonna run a whole country? He can't. That's why the fuck we about to be right in the situation we in. And I'm cackling and laughing at the motherfucking Republicans who thought this shit was gonna change something. No. You thought you could be more racist, now you got fucking white people and Spanish people and all shit getting beat the fuck up all over the United States listening to Trump. I mean, damn. You a stupid hoe. You a, you a stupid hoe, face ass boy. Like, it's just, I don't get it. That's why I wanted to name this segment Stupid Hoe. Because my hoes is dumb. And speaking of a dumb... <laughs> I don't want to call her no hoe. I don't want to call her no hoe. I don't know if she a hoe. But I'm using hoe in the phrase of, you know, just a, a motherfucker. You feel me? Like, just a motherfucker. 
Summer motherfucking Jackson, I mean Walker, I saw a picture of her, and I know it's old, you know, it's been like a month or so, whatever the case, she got her nose fucked up or whatever. But looking at her old picture, it just make me know, I will never... I will never let anybody do that to me to the point where I have to go chop my motherfucking face up. You know what I'm saying? Now she running around looking like Latoya and Reby and them and shit. Like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, she was so pretty. Not saying she, you know, she just, she was beautiful. It was nothing wrong with her nose. And now she walking around like she got a motherfucking nose plug on for the fucking pool at all times. Like, you you didn't have to do that, baby girl. You ain't have to do that. Like, they you, you let them play with you, man. And, and that's what the fuck happened. You let people play with you. And you let them, you know, talk you into that old bullshit. And now, you know, you don't even fucking look the same. And, you try, and I'm sorry, you were a lot prettier before you did all that shit. You really were. I mean, shout out to her, though, man. She was doing something on the charts until she got all emotional and shit. But, yeah. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about the brat. Now, I know a few of y'all probably saw my posts and stuff on social media. But come on now, y'all. Who the fuck didn't think that she was gay? I mean, seriously. Like I said, the brat been looking like the uncle since motherfucking 1994 or some shit. I, as a kid, I always thought she was a gay woman. Because she damn sure gave the fucking vibes. And then some people on there talking about some, damn, I just thought she dressed like a tomboy. Bitch. She literally looked like the uncle that's rehabbing for motherfucking drugs. There's no way you really fucking thought that. No way at all. So, yeah, let's just, you know, mellow out for a minute. You know I'm going to put the music back on and stuff like that. It is what it is. Everybody don't have the same perception. You know what I'm saying? Everybody don't know what the fuck going on in the world. But ain't no way y'all ain't know the brat was, you know, licking on that taco. Because... Clearly, you know what I'm saying? As a child, I knew this shit. Like, ain't no way y'all motherfuckers grew up thinking that she was fucking dick. Ain't no way y'all thought she was taking dick. She literally looked like she give dick. Fuck is y'all talking about? But nah, at the end of the day, <laughs> big shout out to her. I'm glad she called herself coming out. The, the who? I don't fucking know. But big shout out. Now, and, uh, stay tuned though, because I'm about to do my good night for the diamonds. <laughs> And I'm out. MJ Con and I ain't having that. How you gon' be the stunt double to the nigga monkey? Topping that I'm in the pen, I'm looking hella chonky. My business and I piss on bitches. You can suck my Disney if you take this distance. You don't like them distance. Get my ass some kisses. Yeah, they know what this is. Give it just a business. Cause I pull up in that push up, but that ain't. Man, I just want to thank Nika Michelle so much for coming to talk to us today. She was so dope. She always is, man. I had the pleasure of meeting, you know, her personally. We smoked together. Like, that wasn't no lie. We literally, you know, vibed and shit when we was in Atlanta. She a real dope person, man. Go check her books out. I appreciate y'all listening. And I'm going to end it on a little kind note. Something like, you know, we all could relate to, you know, over time, you know, whenever it was a past, you know, relationship, shit like that. I mean, you just sit and think about, you know, whatever, you know, if you single at the time, whatever the case is. But this is Kalani, Nice Like This. I like this song. I really enjoy it. It's a cute little vibe, Joan, and shit. So y'all go ahead and get y'all a little smoke on, get your drink on, and y'all vibe out to Kalani real quick. Good night, Diamonds. Thank y'all so much for listening to my annoying ass. (laughs) 
Have a good night, man. And thank you for joining me again on another episode of Fuck Them Books with Ebony Diamonds. Out. You act like you need a mind. Trying to do it over, bring it back and rewind it. But all that glitters isn't gold, I was blind. Should I never give you my heart on consignment? And I can't believe the lies that I went for. Thought you was my bitch, you decided to be with him. No. You took my feelings and just threw them out the window. Feel like it's too hard to fall in love again. No. On some nights like this, Shorty, I can't help but think of us. I've been reminiscing, sipping, missing you. Can you tell me what's with all this distant love? If I call, would you pick it up? On some nights like this, I just wanna text you, but for what? Don't tell me